Welcome to Healing Around the Table. I'm your host, Tiffany Gonzalez. My philosophy is that healing happens in a million micro moments before we see big results. Conversations like these serve as a beautiful jumping off point. As a collective and as individuals, we all need healing. My hope is that you walk away feeling uplifted, inspired, or like you got a kick in the rear to get going. I want you to feel empowered to find healing in your home, relationships, business, and life so that your daily life is one you love living. On today's episode of Healing Around the Table, I'm talking with Taylor Lee. After scaling her business to seven figures as a new mom, Taylor Lee is passionate about teaching women how they can have it all. Through teaching strategic shifts to create more ease in their businesses, Taylor shows women they can make more money while doing less better. Hear more from Taylor on her podcast, Normalizing Millions with Taylor Lee, and watch her daily stories for more behind the scenes on Instagram at underscore the Taylor Lee. Okay, so today we're going to be just diving into some conversation around motherhood and business and growing more into ourselves. I think that one of the things I've seen kind of come up for me personally, and I see time and time again, whether moms are entrepreneurs or not, uh, is there's so much change that happens as we grow and as we age. And with each kid that we bring into the mix, it all just shifts. And navigating that can be really difficult sometimes. And I know, obviously, over the last few years, you've dealt with a lot of that and kind of become a bunch of different iterations of yourself as you now have two little girls. So yeah, let's dive into that and talk about what has your experience been like transitioning into motherhood as a business owner, right? And then I kind of feel like we think we've got it and we know what it is. And then you add another kid and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, Yeah, so true. I mean, I'm sure you've seen this, but I was like mind blown. And now I always say like, it changes like every few months. It's like every few months, there's a new stage, a new phase, a new sleep thing, a new, like, it just changes. It's like, I feel like you get just enough time to feel like, okay, wait, I've got this. Like you start feeling confident. And then, oh, now one of them's waking up at two in the morning. Oh, now one of them is sick. Or now one of them is more needy than normal. Like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, for me, adjusting to motherhood as a business owner for the first time was like really scary because at least I was smart enough to admit, like, I have no clue what to expect. And anyone that's a mom, which probably everyone listening, like, you know, that people are so thrilled to give you advice and tell you all the things to expect. But I knew like, well, every baby is different and every situation is different and everybody's mindset is different. And so I just, I didn't know what to expect. And honestly, it like really freaked me out because I'm very much a like, well, at least before kids, I'd like to be this type of person now, but I was very much a like, here's my schedule. Here's my thing. Like I need this, this, and this every day. Like I had everything so figured out. And then I just had no clue what to expect. And that really freaked me out. I will say that intuitively, I felt like just go with the flow, see what happens, see what kind of baby you get, see what kind of mom you end up being. And just go with the flow. And on one hand that worked really well, but I'd be lying if I said that there were no very hard parts, you know, which I think is probably everyone's reality. And I think there's a bit of, I mean, because I totally identify with that, right? It's a lot of what made us successful entrepreneurs are things that are no longer compatible with balancing motherhood and 
you know, owning a business, running a business, right? Like that ability to be able to control so many situations, keep so many balls spinning. And so I think that there's sometimes a bit of an identity crisis that happens Mm -hmm. when you become a mom and you're still running a business because all of a sudden you cannot operate the way that you used to. And it feels like this, like the ground underneath you is shifting, right? Because what I've built my life on and what I've built my business and my identity on, and I know for myself, it was one of the things to really be helpful in realizing where do I actually find my identity? Because I didn't realize it was as wrapped up in my business as I, as it actually was. And so that yeah. kind of step back and actually look at like, wait, who am I and where am I? And I think it actually served me better in my business to be able to really get deeper roots of where I identify myself. Oh my gosh, for sure. Like, I feel like that was such a gift from it was before I had little ones, it was like, I just didn't even know how much just like ego and all of that was wrapped up in my business. Like it was just like, do as much as you can hustle as much as you can. I mean, I had nothing else to do. I mean, I'm sure like I could have gone to the gym more or like read some more books that weren't about business. Like, sure. I could have found some stuff to do, but like, really it's like my husband was working all day. I had no kids. Like was living in a new state. So like I had tons of friends or anything. And I just worked all day, every day. It's where I expressed myself. It's everything I was learning about. Like it was my job. It was my career. It was my hobby. It was my passion. It was everything. And, you know, I think there was a lot of ego wrapped up in it before of like, it felt good to be succeeding and making money. And like, especially in the coaching world, like bragging about it and celebrating it, which I'm all for, but then honestly, once I had my first daughter, it's like, you really start thinking about like, it's just bigger than you at that point, you know? And so, I mean, that really helped my business scale was I had a real why, like I, when people would say you need a why I'd be like, I didn't really have one. Like, I don't know to like go for my full potential. Like, whereas once I had a daughter and I was thinking about the life that we really wanted to live, like that why, and that vision really started to come together. And it motivated me as much as I couldn't use my motivation, how I did before, like, okay, let's go like head down, like work as much as you can. It kept me going when it was like, you know, we all have those moments of like, how am I going to do all this? Like, how, how is this even like, how can I take care of a baby, take care of myself, be a wife, do all these things and run a business. Like there's a lot of moments where it feels like impossible. So yeah, you definitely need that to keep going. And I definitely think that's a gift that having children can, can give you for sure. It really is. I think it switches your mindset into like, you're building a legacy, not of like, I mean, financially, yes. Uh, but really of what is available to them. And I'm a product of that, right? Like I grew up, uh, with entrepreneurial parents. And so for me growing up, I, I mean, I graduated from college. I had this creative writing degree and I'm like, well, I could go like work at Starbucks or something, or why don't I just start a business? Um, And that's what I did because I knew that was available to me. And, you know, I'd scaled it to six figures within the first 13 months and, and continued to grow it. And it was one of those things that I didn't realize till later on that most people don't think like that because they don't know that's even available to them. And it doesn't really feel like a real path. And so I've thought about it a ton with my boys, with my business. It's like, this is what we're creating is not only that they have this available to them, that you can create your own business, that you can be widely successful doing your own thing, but also how you do it matters, right? What they see and what they feel at home and the priorities we have, that is where, and so, you know, kind of going back to what you said about people giving you tons of advice and 
And it's funny because at first it feels like, oh, this is so helpful. And I came to a point and I'm sure you did too, where you realize, oh, wait, like, I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to raise my family like everybody else. What's normal is not what is for us. And so if you want to do it differently, then you have to do it differently. Oh my gosh. I was just recording podcasts for my show, like where I was really talking about this, where I feel like the life we're living right now, like my husband's home and we have the two little ones and I'm running the business. Like you wouldn't believe how many people message me about it. And it's like, they just can't wrap their brain around like how that could possibly work because it's not what we see. And even it's not even what it sounds like, you know what I mean? It's like, and this is what I was saying on my own podcast. It's like, no, I feel like, cause at first, honestly, it was triggering me. Like people are putting projections on me. They're <laughs> judging me. They're like, it's like, I don't know, like leave us alone. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're not fully it for us. Yeah. And it's yeah. new. Like we're just at like a year and a half of this. So it's like, and on top of that, I had a baby during, it's like, I don't know what's going on. You guys, like <laughs> I'm still in mom fog. Okay. But it was good because it gave me a lot of time to reflect. Like why does this work for us? How is it working for us? Like, how is it working for us? How does it feel? All the things. And what I realized was like, oh, of course people don't get it because it's not what society is showing us to do. And I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. It's the life that we want and that works for us and that we were dreaming of. And then we took action on and, and exactly what you're saying. Like, and we were able to do because I have this business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next year we are planning. I have, so my boys are six and a half and two and a half right now. And we have a little girl on the way and we've been talking about it for a long time, but it's always been kind of like, I want to, but can we, but next year we are going to homeschool and we're making the move and we're going to pull them out. They're in a private school right now, which we really love the community and they have a homeschool co-op. So that's like a perfect transition for us. But the looks on people's faces, I swear, when I tell people that we're going to do that, they're like, Oh, like, I know why. <laughs> because 30 hours a week away from my kid is too much because they're growing up yeah. so fast and having somebody else, even when they're great people be the main influence in their life and not being able to just let them explore the things they love. Like it just isn't what I want for them because I want it to be different. And so then we have to actually do it. And it's harder sometimes, right? It doesn't mean it's just like, I mean, I'm sure people look at the setup that you have and think, oh, well, wouldn't that just be so easy if it was like that for me? But it doesn't just happen. We don't create these lives that are like of the dreams we have because it was easy. It's actually really fucking hard, but yeah. you put in the work and the intention and when it matters, you prioritize it. But the the looks, I just am, am really kind of taking some enjoyment in it right now and just laughing at the looks Good. and pauses that people have. And I'm like, is it out of the norm? Yes but I want to create exceptional. I want to raise exceptional humans, right? I'm not looking for them to just be like good by other people's standards. I want them to feel really fulfilled. And I just think so many ways, what we have to offer as the norm is really broken. Yeah. And what a gift to have like the freedom and the time and, and all of this were like, that can be an option for you to, it's something we talk about too. I'm like, I'm my, about to be three in two months. So it's like, we, I have no clue what I'm doing. Okay. I'm happy to admit that. <laughs> good time. But I think we're going to try that homeschooling and we'll see. Like, but to me, it's like, what a gift to at least be able to give it a shot and to at least have options because, and and it sounds like you're in the same situation. Like you have options of different schools. You have options of private school or public school. If if there was a great one near you, whatever, and homeschool and all the things. And like, we do have that in today's world. And it's really cool because your kids got to see that. I love it. 
Yeah. As soon as you started saying that, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. We're uh, yeah. And you know, I just think it is, and this is sort of a, I feel a little like, Ooh, I hate to even say it, but it is, it just comes up a lot. And I feel like the so far, like ebb and flow. And we've like gone so far to the other side of like being afraid to make anyone feel bad about any choices that they've made that we never want to say like one thing is better than the other. And it's like everybody's family, what's best for your kid and your family is going to be different than someone else's, but there are better and worse choices for our kids and for our families. And like being a really intentional parent means doing hard things, right? What we signed up for is not, we can take the easy route and you can do that. And people will say, well, you just do whatever you have to do to get through. And like, that's okay. And to an extent it's true, but there is this other piece where I feel like we don't get the pullback of also like, here's where a good baseline is for our kids. Here's what is healthy in general for kids. And like not doing that or choosing not to do it because it's hard isn't serving our kids and isn't serving this next generation that we're trying to raise up. Yeah. I'm so into it. I love that so much. Okay. So if, if somebody else is listening and they are thinking, all right, I've got little kids. Like, because I think it's a totally different ballgame when you have small children, you and I both, we have small children. And it is like, yeah, I can imagine doing all of these things. My kids are like, you know, all five and up, but when your kids are little, it is a whole different ballgame. How have you helped yourself or what would you recommend someone you're working with a client or just someone listening? If they are feeling like they've kind of lost themselves in the midst of becoming a mother. Oh man, that's like such a hard question. <laughs> Honestly, you know, and it really does. It depends on what phase you're in. I mean, there were some phases like when both of my girls really small and breastfeeding them full time. And it's like, you see other people doing it different ways, which is great. And it's like, man, maybe that would be easier where it's kind of been like, I just got to get through this phase. It's like a sacrifice for them. And also giving yourself a lot of grace as well, though. It's like, because I have really big goals and ambitions. So it's very easy for me to be hard on myself, especially in the business world where it's like, oh man, like, honestly, I think this year is going to be a little bit lower than last year. And it's like, what? I should be growing. Like I'm doing all the things. It's like, you just had two babies in two years, Mm -hmm. Taylor. Like I have to give myself grace and also pep talks. Cause it's not like give yourself grace. It's okay. If you're struggling and doing terrible, it's like, no, you're doing amazing. We need to recognize this. And I will say that you, you also have to be real too. Like if you're really feeling like you're losing yourself and it kind of becomes like with Lucy, who's now about to be 11 months, which is just great. I'm like, I'm so sad about it (laughs) tomorrow, but it's like, okay, I'm at that point where it's like, no, I feel ready to like leave the house without her and like Mm -hmm. kind of branch out and start being my own human again. And it just is like, uncomfortable, but it's really important. So reminding yourself, like, I think moms get a lot of guilt. It's like, we have a lot, especially if you're also in business, it's like, well, now you're providing and you're building this business and a legacy and all these options and all this freedom. And you're taking care of a baby and you're supposed to be taking care of yourself. It's a lot, you know? So I will say like, before you try to like prioritize your business and like all of that, I think there, of course, everyone has different situations. You might be like, that might have to be a priority. It is for me, but I have to prioritize myself above it as well. Like above all of it, mm-hmm. especially at this point with, with the ages my kids are at, it's like, there's gotta be a point where it's like, okay, I have to come first to an extent because if I don't physically, I'm going to be a wreck. Mentally, I'm going to be a wreck. Emotionally, I'm going to be a wreck. And that's not good for anybody. Mm -hmm. So it's really like taking care of yourself. So like the best things for me, 
sometimes it's just like going for a drive, <laughs> like go get a coffee, go do something like going on walks. It's been so fun to find this little spa near me where it's like, I can book like a massage or a facial or even a pedicure and then like stay there all day if I want, which I really only end up staying there for a couple of hours, but it's so nice. But the luxury of knowing you could stay there longer. (laughs) It's like my new little hideout. (laughs) I love that. I know we, before we moved where we are at now, we, I had a place like that and I definitely miss it. I'm like, it's just so nice to be able to go and like get one service and then just use all of the facilities and amenities. But there are two things that you pointed out in that, that I think are really important is that the first is just that sacrifice is not, it's not bad. It's like a dirty word. Sometimes I think, especially in the online coaching space, like everything should be flowing and abundant and easy and meaning there's no sacrifice and sacrificing is a really beautiful gift that we are able to give our kids and to give our businesses sometimes. And I love that because you in your work, right? You focus a ton on ease and flow and that abundance mindset. And so it really is. And that's where I feel like when you talk to someone and you're like, this is really the real deal, because I feel like there are a lot of coaches who maybe are not, don't have as deep roots in what they're teaching and what they're doing. And like, you can't have one without the other, right? The ease is not, doesn't mean everything's easy. Sacrifice is necessary. It's important. And it can feel really good to sacrifice when you choose what you're sacrificing for. I think that piece is just so important that like this ease mindset doesn't mean that that other piece goes away. Oh my gosh. Yes. A million times. Yes. That's what I think so many people don't get is like, when I talk about ease, I don't mean like everything is just so easy. I mean, like I'm choosing ease. So when I have those like crying in the middle of the night, feeling like I don't even know who I am. Babies like been on my boob for three hours. It's like, just, of course there is a line where it's like, there might be a point where it's like, no, you're getting to a point where you've really got to like make some changes, give yourself some time. But there, but there's ease also in like, just reminding yourself the full vision. Like I've had more than I could tell you moments of like, this is what I'm choosing. It feels like what's best for me and my baby, even though it's so freaking hard like just accepting the sacrifice in it, acknowledging that it's a sacrifice and like trying your best to enjoy it. Like, okay, this is only going to last so long. So let's like really try to enjoy it because I mean, we all know this, right? There's like those really hard parts of motherhood. And then when you're out of them, just like with Lucy right now, like, oh my God, she's going to be 11 months. Like, I wish I could have one more day of her being like two months. Meanwhile, when she was two months, I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is so hard. Mm -hmm. And it is, and it's a season that we're in. And so I think it's so easy to put the pressure on ourselves. Like what, right? Like my revenue goals, I'm not hitting them or I'm not working as much as I was before the baby and forget that like, this is just such a short blip on the radar, but it feels so long when you're in it because if you, you feel like you watch everyone like going warp speed by you. And you're like, well, I would be doing that if I wasn't pregnant, you know, (laughs) And, and instead it's just such a short season. And we, we look back you know, six months later and you're like, oh, I miss that. I miss being able to be pregnant or slowing down or I miss when they were this young and giving ourselves the gift of being able to actually pause in it is so important. I think that's such a a fruit of doing the inner work yourself, you know, is that in the middle of it, you can stop. I mean, my, my boys never get sick really. And I feel like we have just been going through it the last six, eight weeks, like croup, strep, RSV, all the things. And, you know, even within that, being able to step back and 
be glad for some of the clarity that's come from some of that. It has really kind of cemented this idea that I would love to have them home more and just being able to focus on the fact that I can take the time and the space with them and the good things like that is a big growth for me. Two years ago, I would have been freaking out because I'm like, look at all that I'm not getting done and it's not going to happen. And, and so being able to write, that's the ease. It's not that everything is easy or that you control it all because you give that up when you become a mother, though I wish we could give it up before then because we didn't have it then either. But but being able to find the joy and the peace in those moments, I think is almost more powerful than being able to really celebrate the big wins. So, so, so true. Yeah, the ease is not like, oh, it's so easy. I get to work my business eight hours a day uninterrupted. It's like, it is when both your kids are sick and you're taken into the hospital or the doctor and getting the tests and and then also being like, oh my gosh, thank God I have this flexibility and freedom from my business. Doesn't mean you're sitting there enjoying the process of all of that. Like that sounds terrible <laughs> and scary and exhausting, but it's just like acknowledging. I just think of it as a gift. Like I'm just always acknowledging like this is actually a gift that I have this freedom, this space, this ease, because then you also realize like, oh, business just kept on businessing. Like it was fine. It doesn't all fall apart in a day or a week or, you know, however long you need to kind of like get back on track. Yeah. And the amount of times early on in my business that I looked and I was really stressed because, oh, like a client canceled or, oh, this thing didn't go exactly the way I thought it was going to. And the amount of time that I like felt that constriction in my body thinking it was going to be such a big deal. I'm like, I could have saved myself so much stress, so much that maybe I I wouldn't have as many gray hairs coming in now. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) So I know that you have a new offering, a free offering that you just opened up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I just made this like two part video series that I'm really excited about. And essentially what it does is it's really telling you like the truth about my journey of scaling my coaching business to seven figures So I think if you like this conversation, you'll like it a lot. There's lots of mom talk in it, even though it's not only for moms, but the moms get it. (laughs) So you'll have the link for that. I love if you guys are resonating. And if you take a look at the page and you're you're resonating with it to to join that, it's free, get instant access. And I think it's awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know you have been able to scale your business to seven figures consistently over the last couple of years while having all of these life changes, I think it would be really easy to justify why it wasn't growing or wasn't scaling. So what has been your biggest support piece in continuing to level up as you make all of these changes in your environment, right? You moved, you had two kids, all of it, your husband stopped working. Oh man, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like Of course, mentorship, but I'll also say like, if I, I had to really level up my team and that doesn't always mean like hire a bunch more people or pay people a ton, ton more. I I have a larger team than I did two or three years ago. And I pay my team more than I did two or three years ago, rightfully so, as we've had a lot of growth, but I will tell you like every single day, I'm like, thank God for the support we have in my business and outside, right? Like we also have a nanny today. The cleaners were here and like, of course I tell them, thank you. But even to like Ruby, my daughter, cause she's like, the cleaners are here. She's starting to know them by <laughs> yeah. name. It's so cute. And I'm like, you need to tell them, thank you. They are so important. Like they are the best. They're so helpful. Like I just, I'm like, thank God I have these people in my life to help because, oh, there's, I mean, like today we don't have the nanny. So really the only thing I'm doing is this interview. And like one quick thing where my team member didn't have a password because of my fault, 
but I'm like, thank God for my team (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they're doing a lot today, like right now. And that's like a really, really cool experience. And then my house got cleaned. It's like, meanwhile, me and my husband took the girls to the park and went out to lunch. And it's like, oh, what a day. We're so tired. It's (laughs) so much energy freedom, but we're still tired. (laughs) That is the thing. It's always relative, right? Like it isn't one of those things where you're like, oh, less tired before you had kids or less tired once you have kids or you have one to two. It's always relative. You look back and I look back when we had one kid and I'm like, it was, that was so easy. Right. Cause I could just say, husband, take him like Nate, can you guys go do something? And that's it. Right. So Uh much easier, but didn't feel that way. It felt just as overwhelming in some ways and just as, I mean, it's just what it is. And so, yeah. And I love, I love that you've been really open about sharing about your marriage and how that has, what that dynamic looks like. Because again, I think until people start to see what is available to them, they just don't even think like, oh, I could do that. That could be for us. And so there are these really driven women who are working hard to create this business thinking, okay, well, here's the cap because this is what has to always be in my family because my husband works and that's what it is. Meanwhile, like, does your husband even want to work? Right. (laughs) Like, that's a question I feel like men don't even let themselves ask. And so has that dynamic been a pretty natural shift for you guys? Has it been a pretty comfortable, like kind of easy transition? In a lot of ways, yes. And it's come with some, like, the fact is, is like, it's different and like, it confuses a lot of people. Yeah. And it's interesting because you you know, do you know those things where it's like if something in your life is a little maybe not shaky, but kind of new, vulnerable, it feels like everybody asks you about it. Or like it's like it's always it's things like this happen. I feel like when you're pregnant too. I can't think of an example, but the example is like when he leaves his job, it's like you really start to notice how everybody you ever meet's first question is, what do you do for work? Mm-hmm. And so it's like interesting to to watch him go through this evolution of like learning how to answer that and feel confident answering it and feel good answering it. Cause there's this whole, like, of course thing that, that I like a stigma for men as well, but like he's had to like, I think process and move through, but honestly, it's been really, really good. And I'll say that when I first started my business, there were some people that were like retiring their husband, which isn't really what I would call our scenario, but I was like, yes, I want that. I want, I mean, he was only my boyfriend at the time. Like, I'm like, I want my husband home with me, like freedom, travel. Like we had no kids or anything. I kind of nag him about it a little bit, not in a good way, but it was all, it was about the money. Like I'm going to make so much money, like ego, like all these things. But honestly, like when we decided to make the transition, it wasn't that it wasn't like, I make so much money. You need to stay home. It's like, you know, just like with everything in the world and like exactly what you said, like there were so many things where it's like, wow, we could live anywhere. We could buy a house like this. We could do this. We could travel. We could do, and it was always, but you have a job, even though his job was great and he got paid great and he had great benefits and it was our health insurance and it paid for me to have one of my babies and like all the things, but it became a really obvious natural decision when of course I was making that level of money, but also when it was like, we both wanted that same type of freedom and we were both starting to see that it was actually possible and that that was the thing holding us Mm -hmm. back. It's Mm -hmm. been really, really good. I love that. I think so many people know the thing they want to do, right? They have it on their heart, but they just won't do it because they're afraid to. Um, Different uh, scale entirely, but we moved from, we were living outside of Seattle in a really great community. We loved it. We thought we'd be there forever. And then we had three miscarriages in like six, seven months time. And it really just shifted things for us in between our boys to just feel like we just needed more space. 
spiritually, emotionally, but like also physically. And so we moved across the state to Spokane and the amount of friends that I had say like, oh, well, can't you just slow down here? Or can't you just do that here? And I'm like, no, like we can't. And, but, you know, then to come to find out how many people have wanted to, that in our sphere, you know, make a big move or make a big change, but it's like, they're afraid because we don't know what it's going to look like. And I feel a little bit of that around, just around like the idea of homeschooling. I I mean, is it going to work great for us? Are we going to regret it? Is it going to be terrible? I don't know, but we're going to try because what I've realized is if the thing is on your heart, and it stays there, then you either feed it and you do it and you get to see like this beautiful thing unfold or you stay where you're at and it could be good. But I'm really more about trading good for great than staying with something good just because it's good. And so we recently read this book called The Wild and Free Family by Ainsley something. I can't, I won't remember her last name, but um, she has a whole like wild and free community and they do all this homeschooling stuff. But the book starts out talking about what are your family values? Like, what are your family priorities? Realizing like how important it is to just, I mean, honestly, even every year sit down and look at like, what are our values as a family? What matters to us? And how are we living that out so that we can have more of that? And I think just that intentionality, it starts with the intentionality in your marriage, because if you don't have it in your marriage and you don't have the solid relationship there, it's very hard to create the family dynamic that you're looking for. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a great book. It is a really great book. You should definitely read it. She has another one called The Call of the Wild and Free, which is the first one. And that's more about homeschooling. But The Wild and Free Family is definitely involves that because she has five kids who are all homeschooled. But it touches a lot more on the family dynamic of the what you choose, what you give up and what you're creating and how we really kind of can break some of those generational trauma cycles with our kids. So really, really cool book and something I'm just like reading it and just feeling like so lit up by it felt like such a good confirmation of, oh yeah, okay, this is, this is where we're headed, but we need that, right? Like whether it's from mentorship, whether it's from friends, like you need the support of people who say, I see you doing it differently. Way to go. Instead of, I see you doing it differently. I feel threatened by that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's hard to be that person that's doing it differently when you don't, I mean, I've seen, I've done it. I feel like we've all done it where it's like, this would be so much easier if so-and-so is doing it. Like, like the move, it's like, it would be so much easier to just move if like your sister would move too, or mm-hmm. our parents were there or our, my best friend would come or like, of course it would be like, it would be so much easier if you could follow in the footsteps of someone else, or like if everyone in your life did exactly the same things as you, but someone's gotta be the one to like break the mold and do it differently. And luckily, like, although it may not be in your family or in your like direct circle, there is someone out there who has. And I think that is like one gift like that I've seen in the coaching space, but obviously now like just the online space in general, like there's so many Instagram accounts and TikToks of people living life completely different ways. And on Instagram, TikTok, the coaching industry, like there's been a lot of things that have opened my eyes where it's like, I didn't even know that was an option. I didn't even know people were doing that. I never even heard of that. That's been really a gift as much as maybe toxic or or not so great can happen in these spaces. That's one thing that has been such a gift for me is, is being able to find people who've done things that I either knew I wanted to do first or presented me options I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And I, I think that's just, it's such an opportunity because we can focus on the downside, right? And the negative of social media can be a time suck and it can, you know, really make you feel bad about yourself or have imposter syndrome. And all of those things are very true, but there is a ton of power when we choose 
to focus on that part of it where it actually can connect us with ideas and people that we never otherwise would come into contact with. And the same goes though. I think that's just a really a general approach, right? If we choose to focus on those things and how the elements, even right, like with my kids being sick, like to choose to focus on where there's good in that, it changes our whole experience and our outlook on it. And so we get the opportunity every day in a million little ways of, are we going to choose to focus on what isn't going right, which we're totally justified in doing, or are we going to choose to focus on what is going to help us feel better or what is going to lift us up? And I say this with clients and specifically about marriage, it comes up a lot because when the wife is working harder or doing more, carrying more of the emotional labor or, you know, all of those things. It's like, you're justified in being resentful. You're justified in being mad. You're justified in feeling like it's not fair. But at some point, like the the choice is, do I want to be right? Or do I want to be happy? And I feel like in general, that has been such a big learning lesson um, that I've seen come up again and again in my own life. And then also with clients is that like, we get to choose, are we right? Or are we happy? Because driven women, we can be right whenever we want. (laughs) But choosing to be happy takes a lot more humility. I'm laughing because I had a coach that asked me that once. And I was so upset about that question. Like, (laughs) not, I don't want to be right. I I am am. right. Just fact. (laughs) But it has been such a game changer. Like, I feel like gosh, that was like 2019. That was when I was pregnant. Like, I feel like a completely different version of myself. Cause now I'm at a point where it's like, I don't care if I'm, I don't think anyone's right. Like, I don't care if I'm right or wrong or whatever. I feel my feelings. I express them when I need to, but overall it's like, "Mm, this moment matters more. Like my happiness matters more. My stress levels matter more. Mm -hmm. Like it's really not big of a deal. Am I going to care about it tomorrow? There are so many things that I would like ruin my day over, lose sleep over that you don't even care about the next day mm-hmm. or within a couple of days. Like mm-hmm. I cannot believe how much emotional turmoil <laughs> I put myself through because yeah. of, yeah, just wanting to be right. I mean, the real yeah. gift, right. Is for ourselves when we do that. And for our relationships, yes. it's not really like for the other people. It's because it's just, you know, yes. And I mean, I, we could talk for hours just about that, but I'm like, oh my the, God, the, yeah. real, the real gift is it, it just keeps giving in our relationships when we're able to let it go. It just feels so much more freeing to be able to just be like, oh, it doesn't really matter that you don't agree with me or it doesn't really matter that like, yeah, you should have done it my way and this would have worked better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not that I've ever said that. Um, (laughs) Well, we will have all of your links to everything in the show notes so that people can get connected with you on Instagram. You can check out Taylor's podcast, Normalizing Millions, um, which has some really great content. Um, And I would say is also really great if you're a business owner or if you're not, because it's just really about leveling up that mindset and how we kind of approach our life in general. And I think a lot of that comes from, has nothing to do with business really, right? It affects your business, but it doesn't start in your business. So thank you so much, Taylor, for joining us for this conversation. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Healing Around the Table. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd love for you to share your takeaways and tag me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. My brand new mini course, The Rich Marriage Mini Course, is out now. If you're feeling like you're doing it all, not getting the support you need, or you're in a season of disconnect with your spouse, this course is designed to help you where you're at. Find new ways to communicate to get your needs heard and met, reignite the intimacy in your marriage, and let yourself feel nourished and supported by one of the most integral relationships in your life. The mini course is only $88 and under two hours long, and you get immediate access when you sign up today at coachwithtiff.com. If you're loving the podcast, please share on Instagram and tag me, and you can find me at the Tiffany Gonzalez. 
And if you're curious about other ways to work with me, check out my website, www.coachwithtiff.com.